In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Welcome to the Man Card Podcast, where we focus on real men doing real life in real time while living in the stress bubble of life. Males are born. Men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed, saying, The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood the man card belongs to those protecting integrity fighting apathy pursuing god passionately leading courageously and finishing strong a man is as a man does enjoy today's episode men in the arena we salute you we honor you guys for getting it done in the stress bubble of life where other men explode some weak men implode. You are in the arena fighting it out. You got the sword in the hand and you're swinging, baby. And man, we honor you for doing that. Hey, you're not alone. We're in this arena with you guys. We're not anonymous. We want to be known. We want to be put on display and give the King of Kings the glory for all of that. So thank you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast, where we are equipping men in 10. We're so pumped, man, because we are calling all of us into the arena. We're calling all of us out of everything hindering us from our best version, and we're calling us up to a higher level of manhood. If you don't know who I am, I go by the name of Jim Ramos, and I'm here with my brother from another mother, Dale Culver. How are you doing, my man? Good, buddy. How are you? That was a pretty, I'm good, man. I'm pretty stoked about that intro. I kind of that was good. got a little spiritual on him, but uh, it was good, man. So yeah. a little, little swing in the sword. Sword swinging. You sword swinging man. My four-year-old does that all the time with his sword, and then it gets put up <laughs> after getting drilled in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've had a few of those moments when the boys were little swinging swords and poking people in the eyes. So, anyway. So, you got a man law for me? Yeah. Hey, you know what? A man washes his own truck. I remember. Oh, yeah. gosh, yeah. really? Yes. I, I'm a violator, bro. I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't usually wash my truck. I know, yeah. Yeah, but when I do, uh, generally speaking, I'm I go through the car wash. I'm not. It's I'm a not, spiritual time for me. My F three fifty is a little dirty. Yeah, I remember I had a neighbor kid come over one time and said, "Hey, if you'd pay me, I, I can wash your truck for you." And I said, "You know what? This is my checkout relaxation time. Mm. I need this." And so it helps me yeah. unwind. And it's yeah. my baby. I know every inch of her. I know what's going on. And take care of it. See, I think a man, I think that the man law should be a man washes his Prius because a truck is too big. 
God. What do you think about that? I'm buying you a cat. Come on, what do you think? You're getting a kitty cat for Christmas. A real man washes Prius Uh, and his kitty. I don't want to talk anymore. (laughs) Uh, I'm bowing out. Okay, okay. Well, Prius would be a lot easier to wash. Yeah, there's a lot less real estate on that, baby. think about it. I mean, a truck, I mean, that's like a day. That's a day job. Yeah. It'd be a lot easier. I just go through the car wash and I just pray my antenna comes out alive. Yeah. My truck gets used. So, yeah, the other day I actually had to buff out a few uh, pretty gnarly scratches on it. Okay. Uh, so, I don't know. It was Do, a spiritual you, you time. buff out your truck? Dude. It's a truck. It is. You live in the valley, so I guess it's okay to buff out your truck. But in Eastern Oregon, they would never say I got bu- these you scratches buff from off, Eastern buff Oregon. Truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but buffing out your truck is like a man law violation. No. <laughs> you got to take care of that thing. No, Otherwise, no, it's going to rust on you. I disagree. I disagree. Okay. <laughs> hey, well, let's get in the Man Card Podcast, the meat of what we're doing here, guys. Uh, today, we're going to talk to you uh, briefly about the final in our nine traits of manhood series uh, from Job 29. And uh, this episode is called Simply the Man of Wisdom. And so I don't know, what, how would you define wisdom, Dale, when you think of uh, the word wisdom? What would you define it as? I think of uh, somebody who's probably a little bit older, and they've done a lot of stupid stuff, and so now, because of the stuff they've gone through, they think twice before doing things, they act a little slower, speak a little less, and uh, you're a little more frugal with uh, throwing out things and doing things in life, making decisions that could hurt you. You don't just jump. So, you know, we we had a couple weeks ago, Hunter James on there. Yeah, and we even had Sean Stevenson. So these are both younger men, uh, you know, m- mid twenties to mid lower thirties. I feel like these guys are they had a lot of wisdom, right? So how w- how would you how would your de- they, definition hold up to wisdom when thinking? You about look these at him and like Hunter, when you're speaking, he's listening, and so when a guy is slow to act and quick to th- listen, mm-hmm. I think that's huge and that's key. A lot of times, people want to speak up. Yeah, and jump in there and speak their mind when sometimes you just need to shut up and listen and watch how things play out a little bit yeah. because you the way you think it should be done might not be the way that's the best. Well, you know what's really interesting? here, Guys, here's how you can tell who the man of wisdom is in any group setting. He's the guy, like in a board meeting or a small group, he's the guy that everyone looks at when they're talking. So when I walk into a meeting, whether it be a board meeting or an elder meeting or any a small group, or just a, what I call the man circle, where a bunch of guys just sitting around in a circle talking. Who are the guys directing their eyes at when they're talking? That is usually the leader. That is usually the man of wisdom. So I guess for me, uh, without going into age, I do agree, Dale, that um, I think age does help us in our wisdom process. Uh, I do, if I were to put a generic ageless uh, definition, I would say something like wisdom is knowing the right thing to do and doing it. <laughs> you know, so the young guys, they a lot of, they know the right thing to do. The problem is oftentimes they don't do it. You know, where the older guys have been there, done that, and they've learned from it. And so, um, but regardless of age, because I know some, I, agree, I think the wisdom of a young man is not fully developed because he's got to put some time under his belt. But yeah, you're right on the money there. So anyway, well, Job 29, 21, excuse me, through 23 says this. Job is speaking, and he's reflecting back. He said, To me they listened and waited and kept silent for my counsel. After my words, they did not speak again, and my speech dropped on them. Drop the bomb, baby. I added that. That's not the Bible. 
They waited for me as for the rain and opened their mouths as for the spring rain. I mean, this is a guy mm. that people just wanted to sit at the, his feet and just listen to him. And I think for us as men, we need to be that guy that our children want to listen to. They want to emulate. The young men that are in our lives want to look up to us and emulate. Um, you know, I think we need to be that guy. And so, thoughts? Yeah, I, I was thinking about this college group that I they co-lead with uh-huh. another young guy, Ben Van Dyke. And uh, and a lot of times I watch Ben and the young people will be making decisions and he's just sitting there silent going, huh, hmm, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And and uh, sometimes we'll, we'll let him fail yeah. and then we'll come back and say, hey, so what do you think we should have done differently? Us knowing what would be the right decision to make Sometimes yeah. we let them fail, and we know what's going to happen ahead of time. And uh, I think that is key. We have a lot of young men who will turn to us and say, hey, what should I do in this case? Uh, how should I approach this? And um, there's others that don't want our advice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so the ones that come to us, we watch them succeed and grow. Yeah, uh, Those who will humble themselves and go to somebody older and wiser uh, are wise. Uh, but those who yeah. stiff arm you and say, oh, no, I don't need your advice because I got this figured out, usually struggle a bit in their pride. Yeah, that's really good. I, I think you said something that really struck a chord. <clears throat> a lot of times the man of wisdom is also the last one to speak up, and he doesn't have to say a lot, but what he says matters. Right. And so um, I, a lot of times you get the younger guys in there, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, they're piping in and they're having their, I call it a pissing contest. I know it's probably not appropriate, but you know they're trying to out-talk the next guy where the older, wiser guys are just listening. They're putting it all together. And when the piece, the puzzle starts taking shape and form, they, they will put in their two cents. And so one of the things I like to tell guys, one of the like like to tell guys, and think something that really helped me with wisdom is this phrase. I read it in a book years ago where the author, I think it was uh, Henry Cloud in his book, Nine Things You Simply Must Do, said simply this, play the movie. Right. So sit sit down and look at go in your mind's eye. What is this going to look like at the end? So before you jump in and do something, what what are the consequent? When you're texting and driving, play the movie. What is that going to look like? When you're you know ha- having sex outside of marriage, I've got to confront a couple, an older couple who's living together. I'm like, you're living together. You're saying you believe this, but you're doing this we got a problem. So play the movie. What are the, what are you going to sow from this reap? What are you going to reap from this sowing? So, Hey guys, you've been listening to the man card podcast, helping us transform the lives of men and those they love as easy as one, two, three, one, listen to our podcast. Thank you Two, share it with your friends and three, write a positive review and give us your input about topics you'd like to hear about or men you'd like us to interview. Guys, we want you to become the best version of you. So if you have any questions or comments, reach us by downloading our app, The Great Hunt for God, and under the Contact Us icon, you can get right to one of us personally. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. Keep it in the arena. Get dirty. Grind it out. And at the end of the day, be a man. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your man card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of a man, then purchase your own copy of the Field Guide, our bathroom book for men. Jim wrote this book for men who don't read books. It's a daily study of manly words explained with great stories. You will find enough entries to read one a day for an entire year. That's right, 365 daily readings on what a man is and does. 
Get your copy for you and your friends on our website at thegreathuntforgod.com. You will also find our five-book man card series. Grab several copies, recruit some friends, and champion the cause for men today. We are a donor-supported, non-profit organization with the mission to transform the lives of men and those they love. If today's podcast has inspired you, consider being a financial champion by going to The Great Hunt for God and click the Give link in the menu drop-down. Also, download The Great Hunt for God app today. It is available in all the app stores for all devices. It has videos, podcasts, our store, and many other links to the world of The Great Hunt for God. Thank you for listening, and good hunting. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.